stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Leaders. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. We have Dr. Kathy Greenberg as my co-host today. And you know, Kathy and I love doing these shows and bringing you uh, top performers in all kinds of different fields. And between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of executives to perform in the top 10%. We always want to allow you to have a couple tips that you can move you and your organization forward. So today we're really excited to have our guest is Stephen Bardo. I'll say a little bit of words about uh, Stephen and bring both Stephen and Kathy on. Stephen is a Big Ten Network College basketball analyst. He's an author, he's a speaker, and a proud papa of two wonderful sons. During his basketball career, Stephen led the University of Illinois team to the Final Four in 1989. From there, Stephen played 10 years professionally with stops in the NBA in Dallas, Detroit, San Antonio, and then overseas in France, Japan, Italy, Spain, and Venezuela. He then made a smooth transition into sports broadcasting, how many of you folks may know him now, and has worked with CBS and ESPN. He's currently a college basketball analyst for the Big Ten Network that motivates audiences with his presentations on leadership to youth associations and corporations. Hey, so, Kathy, welcome to the show, and maybe I'll let you say a little more about Stephen, because you, uh, you met him recently. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're very excited to have Stephen with us today, and I know we're going to have an exciting show talking about many of the aspects of leadership and certainly coaching that many of you are familiar with. And really, um, I think you know, it's really important for us to uh, share with our audience uh, some of our good news. First of all, Leadership Development News is now ranked top um, in its uh, business show lineup on the Voice America Network. Um, we certainly have millions of listeners, and we're now in 27 countries and 126 cities, and we are averaging around 95,000 downloads a show. So we're really excited to be with you today. And, Molly, maybe you could talk a little bit about why we do the show. Sure. Well, Kathy, what we try to do is give some of these tips that we like to call micro-initiatives that can add micro-impacts uh, for people. So what are a few things that you can get from listening to our show with Stephen Bardo, Kathy and I have done numerous shows with all kinds of luminaries in the leadership field. And the reason is today about 40% of organizations say they do not have enough leaders for the future. 
So that's really been our mission. How do we give you some tips? How do we give you some resources and ideas that you can immediately use to move forward? Most of our shows you know, focus around this aspect of raising performance. And one big area is this idea of emotional intelligence. And when you look at emotional intelligence versus how smart you are, IQ versus technical expertise, a lot of the research is showing that as you move up in the organization, these aspects of emotional intelligence, understanding yourself, managing yourself, understanding others, managing others, is some of the key elements to move forward. And so that's one of the reasons um, that we do the show, give you some input, some things that you can move forward. Kathy and I have a uh, shared website, excelinstitute.com, which we have some of these broadcasts from the podcast. We have a ton of different resources, all to help you and your team move forward. And Kathy, let me say a word about you, and then um, we can talk a little bit more about uh, Stephen. The rest of the show will be pumping Stephen for information about some of his books and some of his work that he's doing these days. And so for folks who may not know, Dr. Kathy Greenberg coaches leading executives and entire companies on her proven happiness equals profit work life strategies. She's been named the first lady of uh, happiness on ABC TV. And Kathy's authored numerous popular books on the science of happiness, what happy companies know, what happy working mothers know, and she touches millions as a much-in-demand speaker, TV, radio, media personality. She has her uh, executive consultancy, H2C Leadership, which stands for Happy Companies, Healthy People. And she also actively supports research on the subject, offering friendly tips and tools. Kathy has a free iPhone app that you can get, Your Happiness Now. You'll see Kathy's lovely face on there. Plus, she has excerpts from her variety of different books. And that's available on the iTunes store. So, Kathy... Thanks, really. You know, one of the things that I hope um, everybody who's listening understands today is all the small tips, the micro-initiatives that we're going to talk about will really have macro-impact. And as we talk to Stephen today, I'm sure he's going to add a lot to our conversation uh, based on his experiences, not only um, in the professional field of basketball, but also as a leader in his industry as a speaker and an author. But before we bring Stephen on, I wanted to bring your attention to my co-host, and one of my favorite people, Dr. Relly Nadler. And as you may or may not know, Relly is a master level certified executive coach. He's a psychologist. He's a corporate leadership and team trainer. Relly and I both love doing training, and that is his sweet spot. And Relly brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. And Relly's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across all industries. And you can visit him at truenorthleadership.com for his free downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence. And he also has a free iApp called Leadership Keys, which you can get for free at the iTunes store. And we hope you will because we know that, well, almost, uh, what, 50,000 people now, Raleigh, have downloaded your iApp worldwide? Yes. Uh, it may not be exactly that number, but it's uh, same thing as our show, about 100 different countries and uh, very widely. So every day about 30 people download the uh, iPhone app. 
Yeah, that's amazing. But it also shows you how much people are continuing to um, be motivated by good leadership tips. Yeah. And yeah. I know Leadership Keys is, is one of those many, many opportunities for people to do so. So let's bring on our guest, Stephen Bardo. Stephen is a motivational master. His experience on the basketball court and as a television analyst helped him forge his fast-paced presentations that provide audiences with tools that they can use immediately to achieve greater results in their professions. Growing up in Carbondale, Illinois, Bardo always strived to be the best at anything he did, and I'm sure he'll share lots of stories about that today. And this included school and especially sports, where Stephen was an all-star and honorable mention All-American basketball player in high school and led his team, as we said, to the state tournament. All of his hard work and dedication paid off when he received a scholarship from the University of Illinois. During his standout career at the University of Illinois, six foot five, Bardot scored Oh, well, probably much more than this, but 909 points and compiled 495 assists. I love the way sports list these points as though they're kind of one and only one-time things. I'm sure there's lots of points we missed, and Stephen, you can tell me more about that when we bring you on. He was part of the Flyin' Alini team that qualified for the 1989 NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament Final Four. And that fighting team gained the moniker Flying Alini by Dick Vitale, who's broadcasting, of course, is very well known. But um, he gave the name to the team uh, while he was broadcasting a game during the 1988-89 season. Bardo was named Big Team Defensive Player of the Year in 1989 and since then has been a regular analyst and contributor with ESPN and CBS, as well as an author and a celebrated speaker. And I was fortunate to kept up to catch up with Stephen, and actually was able to catch him for dinner. I actually walked up to him in line while he was waiting for dinner. There was a long line in the restaurant. I knew it was going to be a long time before he was going to sit down, and I thought, what the heck? So I walked up and said, Stephen, would you like to join us for dinner here in Los Angeles? We met at a big money speaker event. We're we're now members of the same mastermind group, and I have to thank Stephen for taking out time from his very busy schedule to join us today and for being such a a gracious, um, I'll say, a dinner member. How's that, Stephen? Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Kathy. I think you described that extremely well. (laughs) Well, one of the things we love to do on our show is help our audience understand how you have brought your industry knowledge and expertise and growth experience um, to what they're dealing with in the business world, both as leaders, managers, and coaches. Uh, We do that, Stephen, by starting out with one very special question, and that was, who in your experience have been the people that have influenced your career the most? You know, I I would have to say uh, I've had two mentors. Uh, One is Dennis Swanson. Um, Dennis has been one of the media industry's most important figures uh, maybe in the last 50 years. Dennis has had various positions from president of ABC Sports. Uh, he's run all the uh, news stations for the CBS brand in the country. Uh, he's, he's done the same thing for 
for the Fox Network, uh, over all the local news stations around the country. And Dennis, I met Dennis because he was a basketball manager at the University of Illinois in the late 50s and early 60s. And he heard me on a radio interview my sophomore year of college, and he liked what he heard. My father suggested that I write him, write ESPN a letter, thanking them for the opportunity to be on ESPN, and that my major was broadcast journalism. He got the letter, uh, won't be back, and then that's been the start of a, a tremendous relationship and one that I've benefited from greatly. So probably Dennis Swanson and Jim Barry, uh, because of their background um, as a Marine involved in sports and being very successful in media, his leadership abilities, he's really uh, shortened the curve for me in that regard. Well, Stephen, that is not only exciting, but we want to talk more about how you have you know, kind of gone on your journey with these folks and leading past um, this benchmark. But we're going to go to a station break, as the music is telling us. So don't go away, everybody. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. 
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Stephen Bardo. Many of you are going to know him as a Big Ten Network College Basketball Analyst. He's an author, which you may or may not know about that. We're going to talk about that, Stephen. And uh, before the break, we were just getting started hearing about some of his influences. And Stephen, tell us a little bit about some of your, your current business activities that you're maybe you know, most happy about or proud about. What kind of things are you doing? Well, uh, the Final Four team that I was a member of, we're coming up on our 25th year anniversary. Mm. It was probably the most popular uh, team in Illinois history. And so wow. um, we, I'm currently uh, in the process of finishing a book. It's about the flying Illini, the untold story of one of college basketball's elite teams. And so uh, it's, it's been a, a project, a labor of love for me because um, we don't have a historical um, book or story about that team. And 25 years later, I get stopped around the country because of the popularity and the uniqueness of that ball club. And so I've been very fortunate uh, to be able to take on this project. So there will be a, a hard copy book. There will be an e-book, an interview series, and an audio book all around uh, the story of the Flying Illini. You can... Find that at, at Stephen Bardo, S T E P H E N B A R D O dot com. And, and when's that going to be out? So people know. That'll be out November 1st, and so we're going to do the launch uh, for that at the end of August. So there'll be some YouTube clips from myself and some of my teammates on that team that will drum up interest and, and uh, you know, really get the word out about uh, this season. It's just going to be a year of celebration for the basketball program in general, but for the Flying Illini team uh, in particular. That That's is exciting. Cool. That is so exciting. And you said you're doing both an e-book, a hardback book, and what else? An audio book and an interview series. Because what we learned, Kathy, uh, at one of those big money speaker conventions is that people have different learning styles. And so... Uh, if you really want to get your message out and provide value to people, it's very important to try to put them in as, in as many different right. mediums as possible. Uh, and so I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. It's a, it's a blast figuring out these different things and, and trying to uh, figure out how to most effectively uh, create these products. And it, I, I've just had a blast doing it. Now, we'll get back to this book. I want to bring the audience up to speed on on your career and how you went from being a student to an NBA basketball player to an ESPN sports announcer and now, you know, to a leading author. So maybe you can kind of bring us up to speed on your life journey. And and as you go through that, Stephen, talk a little bit about what leadership means to you in those different roles. 
Well, a lot of times in sports, people say some leaders are made and some are born. I'm a born leader. Um, I was very fortunate that my father was a student athlete at Southern Illinois University in the late 50s, early 60s. He played basketball and ran track and cross country. He then went into education and, and is now a professor administrator at Southern Illinois University for the last 45 years. And so sports is very important in my family. So between he, my older brother, Craig, who played at Indiana University for one season for Bobby Knight, the great Bobby Knight, and then finished his career at the Citadel University, my sister, Helen, played junior college basketball. Um, you know, basketball was a family business. And <clears throat> being the baby in the family, I was the beneficiary of all this intelligence and knowledge and leadership ability uh, that's required to play the point guard position, which I played. And so uh, all throughout high school and college, playing the point guard position, being the leader on the floor, it was a natural transition for me to uh, not only go from professional basketball into broadcasting, because when you're an on-air uh, personality or analyst, you work for an organization, but you're pretty much an entrepreneur. You're pretty much a self-contracted individual, and I work through my company. And so I've always been, even in the off-seasons when I was playing professional basketball, I was always trying to run basketball camps. I was doing consulting. I would intern at different uh, media outlets in the Chicagoland area. And I always had my eye out on the uh, one day being able to be on air nationally, which I've done, and then be able to uh, speak to audiences because I, I, I really got turned on to that uh, at the end of college, being able to go out and speak to local elementary schools and people respond to what I have to say. And I, I'm pretty self-effacing and pretty humble thanks to my parents, and uh, it, it, it's really been a, a, a tremendous journey. So, Stephen, say a little bit about it, um, just your, your uh, team that made it to the Final Four and then that kind of transition, you know, as a professional basketball player, like into now broadcasting. So I think just this would be a little promo, in a sense, for people who are interested in that special season. Just give us a couple of highlights. Well, the reason the Define Alina, as we were aptly named by Big Bai Chow, was so special is because we were a collection of athletes between the sizes of 6'5 and 6'7. And that's oh, is that right? unusual. I'll say it again. No, I said, is that right? Yeah, that's highlighted. It's two inches between the guard and the center. Yeah, and so we would switch everything defensively. And people that are familiar with basketball, that's a very unique attribute uh, on a team. And so. One, we were very similar in size. Two, we were extremely athletic. And three, we were all from the state of Illinois. And so typically when you see teams that make it that far in the NCAA tournament to the Final Four, there'll be a sprinkling or a smattering of guys that are outside the state or not from that general area. But we were very special because we represented the state. We were very proud to be from the state of Illinois. And it seemed like the whole state and the Illini Nation got behind us, and it was a it was a very special run. And five of us were very fortunate to go on to play in the NBA and have a professional career. And so uh, that's unusual as well that you have that many yeah. players from one team uh, able to make that transition. And then, you know, I, I think uh, my professional career was one that was not very smooth because I had numerous stops, but I think that that was part of what has made me into the uh, professional speaker that I've become. It's given me uh, uh, tremendous material for uh, books 
that I've written. Uh, it's given me, uh, you know, quite a bit of experience in terms of having to grow up. You know, when you're in Italy in the smack dab of the middle of the country, you can't just walk down the street and get McDonald's. You know, you have to immerse yourself into the culture, and I really love that. And having to work with different individuals in Japan, Italy, Spain, France, Venezuela, Germany, uh, you know, you learn a lot about leadership. You learn a lot about nonverbal communication. And mm. I think that I'm an expert at nonverbal communication, and I, I still use that to today. That's probably why I felt safe inviting you over for dinner. <laughs> That's great. You know, you well, have, I, I would uh, hope so, uh, seeing that <laughs> Stephen Howard, uh, my good friend and also ex-athlete, is about six foot ten. So, yeah, if we you weren't were, uh, disarming. We could be kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> Which was nice. It made it easy for me to pick you out because for the audience who doesn't know me, I'm five four and a half. So, <laughs> so between the two of them, <laughs> you can imagine. All right. So getting back to your books. Now, Stephen, you are not a novice to writing, um, and you have written uh, a couple of books, and, and this new one, obviously, we're going to go back to. But tell us a little bit about how you came up, up with the book that uh, was very impactful uh, for young people called How to Make the League Without Picking Up the Rock. Yeah, that's a, that title is a play on words where when we were in college, the football players at the University of Illinois, they were talking, the league was the NFL. We were very fortunate that some of the track athletes were Olympians, U.S. Olympians, and their league was the Olympics. Uh, we had baseball players that ended up playing in the major leagues, and their league was Major League Baseball. Steve Stricker, one of the best golfers in the world, uh, uh, played golf and attended the University of Illinois at the same time I did. His league was the PGA Tour. And so, what I try to do to get young people to understand is that uh, there are a lot of ways to be successful without having to go the route of sports or entertainment. And especially for kids of color, um, African-American, uh, Latino-American children, they tend to focus too narrowly in two or three different career fields where uh, there's tremendous opportunities in hundreds of different career fields. And so, the book, uh, How to Make the Lead Without Picking Up the Rocks, is a tool that I use when I go in and speak to high schools and try to get young people to understand that there's a number of different opportunities that are available to you, um, that uh, there is no secret to success other than 10,000 hours. I try to give them a very honest and brutal assessment of, of where they are and what they need to do, and not to sugarcoat things, but to really tell the truth to our young people, because I think... Uh, we've partially let this, our, the generation of these kids, I think we as adults have partially let them down because we've been too soft on them and not told them the truth enough. And so that book is one of the tools that I use when I go to speak. Well, we're going to talk more about that book and your new book when we come back from this break. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles of Practices of Top Performers. We're talking to a top performer now, Stephen Bardo. He mentioned it earlier, his website, stephenbardo.com. He's got a new uh, book coming out on all different venues about his uh, basketball uh, experience with the University of Illinois. And uh, as an ESPN, CBS uh, analyst, one of the things that you had mentioned, Stephen, I just want you to follow up on, especially for, for folks you know, wanting to get, to get into college and think that maybe sports is, is, the, is the only way, you just alluded to the, you know, the idea of practice, 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 and, and Kathy and I know we all know this 10,000-hour uh, metric of what it takes you know, to move really from good to great. 
10,000 hours. Can you say a little bit about that, kind of your experience and, you know, what makes not only a great uh, sports athlete, but maybe a leader, analyst, writer? Well, uh, it's, it's interesting because I, I really believe that sports is the best training for business uh, that you can possibly get when you're young because, <clears throat> you know, when you, when you really look at it, I w- I've been playing basketball since the age of five, and I would play two to three hours a day. I didn't make the NBA until I was 22 years old. Now, think about that. Mm. That's 17 years. Of, of work and toil of almost every day, two to three hours a day. That's well over 10,000 hours. Yeah. So what, what I like to tell young people is that if you're going to be competitive or even business leaders, if, if you're going to be competitive and you've been in the field five years and you expect to be a C-level executive, but why? <laughs> you know, you haven't, you haven't done the groundwork. You haven't laid the groundwork. Uh, one of my good friends is a, um, very well-paid motivational speaker. His name is Walter Bond, and he uh, was a keynote at the, the most recent National Speakers Association convention. And he spoke and did an excellent job. And a woman came up to him and said, "You know, Walter, you know, you did a fantastic job." And he said, "You know, I don't mean to be pompous, but I should. I've been doing this for 13 years." And Walter was a, a professional basketball player as well. And so, athletes tend to understand that dynamic that. It's going to take a while of sustained effort every day doing something towards your craft uh, in order to be elite. You can you, To even con- compete in today's business uh, realm, to me, 10,000 hours is a prerequisite. That's, that's, that just gets you in the door if you want to compete at sea level, if you want to really be uh, thought of as a tremendous leader. Um, and so sports gave us that platform of having to work on our fundamentals, being right-handed but being weak, handling the basketball with my left hand. I spent hours at the playground trying to get my left hand to the point where it was as strong as my right, learning how to shoot layups with both hands, learning footwork, um, learning how to read defenses. All the little nuances are the exact same in business. And so people, young people that come out of college or, you know, uh, people that are viewed as hot shots, uh, fast-paced people that are on track, sometimes they lose uh, focus and think that, well, you know, I've been at this six, seven years. You know, I should be further along. No, you shouldn't. You're right where you're supposed to be, and it takes time to achieve greatness. And I think sports has really benefited those that have had that experience and been able to transition into business. I couldn't agree with you. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. Um, At the break, we talked a little bit uh, about uh, somebody that I revere in the business world who would follow your advice and would uh, would agree with it a thousand percent, and that's Bob Noling. And he wrote a book called "You Can You Can Get There From Here," um, and uh, talks about his um, his ability to use what you've said is the will to win. You know, this will to win, and it has to be in your heart. And I think um, you know you've also said it. And for those of you who don't know who, who Bob Noling is, he's been written up in Fortune and CNN Money, and um, he's a veteran telecom CEO who ran Covet Communications and Simdesk Technologies, among other companies. And he grew up in the Midwest in a in pretty much you know a very um, uh, I want to say uh, I'll, I'll say uh, 
in, in childhood deprivation, uh, but became mm-hmm. a big CEO in the telecom industry for all the reasons that you're talking about. And I think you said it best even when you said, um, you know, you can't be it if you can't see it. Um, so it's so important for that practice. Let me ask you maybe a question that's a little bit off the money here, but uh, I hear you've played some basketball with President Obama. Can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, uh, Barack is from the uh, uh, High Park neighborhood here in Chicago, and that where uh, his kids and my kids have gone to the same school, uh, University of Lab, University of Chicago Lab School. And so, uh, his oldest and youngest, or both of his daughters, actually went there during the same time that my youngest, uh, my youngest son, attended Lab School. And so, um, uh, his oldest daughter and my youngest son know each other. Uh, we know some of the same people. The power base in the Hyde Park neighborhood that kind of got him started, uh, the fundraising base, I'm very good friends with, and I'm in those circles. And so uh, Barack's played golf with my father before. Uh, we played basketball together. And so it, it's just kind of neat to see a guy who started out as a, a community uh, activist type of guy to really run run up through the ranks. Uh, you always knew that there was something different about him when you when you see him. Uh, you know, he's very gracious, down-to-earth type of guy, and his success has been something that uh, all of us in this area have been extremely proud of. So, you know, uh, we always, like you said earlier, you know, the basketball is a metaphor for life, and, you know, I've, I've worked with basketball players, played basketball, but it would be interesting, kind of as an analyst, how would you analyze Obama's game? Where's his strong points? Where's his weak points as far as a basketball player? Well, you know, he's a lefty, and so typically left-handers right, always, look lefty. More, they always look better when they shoot the basketball. So, yeah. you know, he's, uh, he's got a nice jumper. He's smart because he doesn't want to hurt himself because he knows he's got to get out there. It wouldn't look right, uh, you know, standing up in front of the, the world with a bum ankle or a torn knee. And yeah. so the pace is probably a little bit slower than he would prefer, uh, but he understands that basketball is one of the best ways to, to stay in shape. And so I think that... Um, not only does he use it to stay in shape, but you can read people fairly quickly on a basketball court. Uh, you know, are they a good teammate? Do they share the basketball? Are they selfish? Uh, you know, or do they give up themselves if they can set a pick? Can they free someone else up? You know, all the little nuances on the basketball court, you can read how a person really is uh, fairly yeah. quickly. And I think that he, along with Arnie Duncan, the uh, education secretary, who's also from the Hyde Park area, who I know very well, um, you know, they use basketball uh, not only to stay in shape, but they invite people to play because they want to get a sense of how they are, and that's a very intimate and quick way to tell a person's personality is on the basketball floor. Yes, yes. Well, especially you can tell, you know, who's the one who wants to ball all the time, who's the one who wants to shoot. So is he more of a, of a shooter or a driver or a combination? No, I think he's more of a shooter. Uh, you know, I, I think sometimes he likes to go in the lane and, and, and try to create, but I think he's more comfortable just catching and shooting and, uh, yeah. you know, just okay. staying within the flow of the game. You know, there's the likes of Scottie Pippen, the ex-Chicago uh, Bulls, right. great. He plays a lot. Uh, there's some other professional guys that play. And, you know, he likes to play with guys that understand the game because no one wants to get hurt. They just want to get out there and, okay. and get a good run. And there's a lot of camaraderie. Uh, when you're on the court, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, positive uh, giving right. towards one another. And so, you know, it's a way for him to relax. 
So, Stephen, let's get to your new book and talk a little bit about the kind of research and experience that you believe makes a great sports leader, um, an analyst or writer. Love to hear your perspective on that in the context of having worked on this book with such heart uh, for your release coming up in November. Well, you know, when, when you look at a good analyst in college basketball or any sport, you want somebody that, if you're watching on television, here's something that you, you and your listeners can take next time you watch a sporting event. If you can sit there and the analyst says the same thing that, that you could say, they're not doing their job. Mm. An analyst should be able to take you into the huddle, into the dugout, into a situation, and put you there so that you understand it. Not talk in specific sports terms, but talk in layman terms so that you understand what a pick and roll is. You understand when a guy is late in the game and his team is down one point and he's at the free throw line and you're on the road and there's 15,000 screaming fans and this is a, a 19-year-old that has to step up on national television and hit two free throws for his team to win. You need to be able to take your listeners and viewers into, that, into the mind of that young man or that young lady that's at the free throw line. That's what a good analyst does. It puts you in the action. So if, if you're listening to a sporting event, not the play-by-play person, the person that's describing where the ball is, but why something happened, that's the mark of a good analyst. And so I think that I've been very fortunate because when I was growing up, my, my father and older brother and I used to watch almost all sporting events on, on, on the air. And my dad would, would critique the different sports analysts that were on because he would say certain things. And so I was getting trained my whole life and didn't really know it. I just loved to watch sports. And so those characteristics transition into me really doing the research for this book because what I want to do is to bring people a sense of what it was like to be a part of that Final Four team. We had rock star status on campus. We had rock star status when we traveled around the country. Some of the players on the team that were bigger stars than even I was uh, had to go under aliases in in the hotels because women – we try to seek them out, uh, you know, and so I try to give a little bit of that flavor with, you know, staying above board in terms of the language and some of the things that happened. I don't want to get too graphic, but I want to give people a sense of what it was like. And so I try to put my analyst hat on when I'm writing this book to give a historical um, story of, of what took place, but also some inside information that you would not normally get. Well, I think that's not only fascinating, but uh, it's well said from uh, the standpoint of integrity and and ethics, which is so important. So we're going to take another short break, and we're going to come back and finish the show focused on your new book. We're talking to Stephen Bardo. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Don't go away. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking about Stephen Bardo, and during the break, we were just talking a little bit about, you know, maybe some of your favorite sportscasters and some of the analogy of, you know, finding their voice and what does that say to leaders. You know, and I know for me, people like Charles Barkley, um, Stephen Kerr, Doug Collins, uh, Kenny Smith, you know, all of them just shine, you know, for some of the reasons you're saying. So what, who are some of your favorite folks? You know, on the professional side, you, you mentioned a lot of them right there. I like Hubie Brown as well on the NBA side because he, he's got his own unique style. He's got that, that accent, that New York accent, but he yeah. can really break down the game to where you can understand it. Uh, you know, I think Charles and Kenny are fantastic in studio, uh, and I think that, uh, that their partner, Shaquille O'Neal, although he's a tremendous presence and whatnot, I think that uh, Shaq struggles to find his voice. 
And what I mean by that is that every broadcaster has a strength. And like that book, Strength, Strength Finders, you know, a lot of times people tend to try to work on their weaknesses when they should be trying to even better their strengths. And so with a guy like Shaq, who I don't think has found, quite found his voice yet, he's got to figure out where his strength is, where his voice is, and, you know, really capitalize on that. And so I think the best broadcaster that I like, um, you know, Dick Vitale, obviously, because he's a, he's quite a unique uh, broadcast talent, like Clark Kellogg on the college side, these guys have a uniqueness that they found their voice and they capitalize on that as opposed to concentrating on their weaknesses. So how would you say that relates, let's say, you know, from a leadership in general? I mean, I'm sure there's you know, strong analogies, especially with people we're dealing with. You know, they may go from being a, uh, you know, a, a manager to a director or a director to a vice president, and then often, you know, they get elevated to either C-suite and, you know, and often their idea of their voice is, is a different frame. They may be used to being good at delegating and good at doing stuff themselves, but now they're in the motivation world, kind of where you live. Oh, I, I totally agree. And, and what people don't understand a lot of times, I think, is that in order to get to another level, you have to be a different person. I mean, you have to constantly improve your knowledge base, your skill set, um, your understanding of people and your understanding of yourself. I, I know that uh, you're an expert in emotional intelligence, and I think that that's uh, quite an underutilized uh, skill for people in the business realm and in sports, actually, because um, how can you manage others if you can't manage yourself properly? Mm. And I, I know that, that, sounds, that sounds very basic, but I think that that's a, an issue for a lot of companies as people try to move up and you've got people in different levels of leadership, um, you've got to be prepared for that opportunity. You have to be a different person than where you were at a managerial level to a, a C-suite level. Uh, I think that's so important. So those that don't continue to improve their skill set, continue to improve their knowledge base, and continue to network well, I think, um, you know, are, are lacking when they get that new opportunity. Stephen, what if, what if anything, given your... Um, your history in this business, from a student to a professional to an analyst to a writer and an author. You know, what, if anything, do you see has changed in the way leadership style or emotional intelligence in coaches has evolved over the past few years? Because I know from, from our perspective, in working with some very large organizations and some very fine leaders, we can change a person's awareness about their emotional intelligence in as little as 90 days. But I'm curious, given your tenure in this industry, what do you see have been some of the big distinctions in coaches? Gabby, that's, a, that's an excellent question. Um, what I've noticed is that um, the young people who are being coached at the college and high school levels right now have very thin skin. Um, when, when I was playing um, 20-something years ago, uh, a coach would browbeat us, and I didn't like it, but I knew that you can't lose the message for the messenger. And so now coaches have to be so very careful in developing uh, some of these young people because you can't deal with them the way that they've been accustomed to, you know, 10 to 20 years ago. You have to be more of a, a, a psychiatrist. You have to find what motivates each player 
and stay away from what will shut them down. Um, you know, it was, it was my way or the highway with Lou Henson, my college coach, and I couldn't stand him when I played for him in college because I had a very narrow view, a, a very narrow world view. I didn't understand the pressures of representing a, a world-class institution like the University of Illinois, like you have to if you're the head coach. I didn't understand how you have to deal with an alumni base, um, how you have to deal with school administration trying to get players in that may not qualify academically. I didn't understand how uh, competitive recruiting uh, is for college coaches. I didn't understand all these aspects. And so the pressure that he put back on us was just a microcosm of the pressure that he dealt with every day. And his way was to put pressure on us because he looked at us like tea bags. See, tea bags in and of itself are just tea bags, but they need hot water to bring the flavor out. And so he put hot water on us constantly because he knew that he could mold us into something greater. And so when you're younger, you don't necessarily like being pushed. You don't like I being uncomfortable. Yeah, no, you're, you're right on it. Um, the strength of a teabag is when it's put in hot water. So stephenbardo.com, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-B-A-R-D-O.com is where we can find you. Give us the name of your new book. The Flying Illini, the story of one of college basketball's elite teams. Beautiful, and we know our audience is going to be looking forward to catching up with you, and we'll hopefully catch up with you in uh, not the too distant future. November 1st is your big launch? That's correct. Excellent. You have been outstanding. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank, thank you for you the opportunity to be on. I really appreciate it. This has been great. Well, you've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with myself, Kathy Greenberg, and Dr. Relly Nadler. Thanks so much for tuning in to tune up your leadership performance. And remember to check us out at ExcelInstitute.com, where emotional engagement meets performance. See you next time. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers, with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.